Shark Buggy. Shark Buggy. Hello and welcome to another episode of Shack Bagley, all things loose and disorderly, with me, Katie Johnson, and my good friend Howard Middleton from the Great British Bake Off. We're on episode 98, which is a significant number in the history of ballooning. Mm. At 1937, Jean Picard, with his twin brother Auguste, made the first manned ascent with multiple balloons, going up in an airtight passenger compartment, lifted by... Yep, you've guessed it, 98 of them, each one and a half metres in diameter. It's also the number of countries that show Dallas on TV and tiles in Scrabble with letters on them, plus the two blanks. Hope this finds you well wherever you are in the world. I'm still a bit chesty this end, and for a moment we did think our Howard was going down with it too. This morning I just had the most ridiculous sneezing and Peter says, are you coming down with something? And I, I said, no, I don't think so. I didn't know whether it was more like an allergy or something. I so, hope it's not the new laundry liquid we've, we've got in the bed. <laughs> well, I was going to say, is it to Peter? Is it Peter? I'm allergic to Peter. <laughs> Standard detergent is, is being discontinued. They're changing the fragrance of it. And we, we thought, oh, I don't know whether I fancy a different fragrance. So I like environmentally friendly stuff, you see. I try and be as eco-conscious uh, oh, yeah. as possible. So now we've got little individual, not like a tablet, but like a little, like a pod, I suppose. They come in a child-proof box, which um, I struggle with every <laughs> time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, there was something on the news, I've just caught the news now, that people in oil fire, with oil-fired heating are struggling to afford to, to get it. Are you, you're oil-fired. Well, not personally oil-fired, are you? I mean, you, your home is. <laughs> Maybe that's what I need to be, personally oil-fired. Yeah, I need something. Um, oh, I know. No, no, we're okay. We're okay. Um, but it's like anything. Everything's gone up, hasn't it? Not, oh, yeah. Not as bad as a couple of years ago when we were stuck in the snow. I remember me telling you about that. And we ran out of oil, like so many others. And yeah. I think I'd done something on, I don't know, some social media or something. And the, <laughs> the BBC contacted me and said, would we be happy to be interviewed on Breakfast Telly? the following morning about us yeah. not having any oil for i think we were without oil for about two weeks and it was really really cold and i thought i can't i can't have somebody coming because we've got an open <laughs> fire we've got blankets we've got all this i thought no way so i just said oh no there's people far worse off and then i said but it's all right there's a silver lining because i've been wanting to get rid of our seti for ages so we'll just burn that <laughs> no, no, we're all right. So, uh, you had a, had you had a good week? Yeah, it's been all right. It's been one of those weeks that's just gone really, really quickly, and you think, where did that go, and what have I actually done? <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you get, yeah, <laughs> what have I done? I've probably been doing some cleaning. Mm. And, oh, I keep, I, keep, I keep going all over the place, basically just getting food. We haven't had an online shop uh, here since the 
Or um, incident. The memorable one, the mm. incident one before Christmas. So I'm thinking, well, it's probably better because I can pop down to the supermarkets. I can go from one supermarket to another and see what, what the bargains are and vary it a little bit and, you know, do that. <laughs> and, and so I do that. And I, I went down on, into uh, the city centre on, on Sunday to get some fruit. It's like, oh, there's no fruit down here. All right, so I'll go down. I'll walk down to Waitrose instead. So I end up just basically doing routes round the city, getting stuff to mm. eat. You know. Now you know when you uh, started this, you said you might be allergic to something. I know what it is now because you shopped a very <laughs> high-end supermarket. You really don't you? You do very posh supermarket. And the fact you've gone elsewhere, you're obviously allergic to. Other supermarkets. That's what it is. That is so. F that is so funny, actually, because <laughs> I did once have a panic attack in Aldi or Lidl, just at the. Uh, <laughs> no, I did. It was. It wasn't very pleasant. And then this week, I've just been down to Tesco, and Tesco I can cope with normally, but there were lots of people looking for bargains and things like that, and I just felt suddenly quite panicky again. <laughs> And I, I picked up a, a packet of chicken sausages, and I thought, I just need to get out. So yeah, I did. I did pay for them. But... <laughs> so that's what it is. You, because you, you, yeah, that's it. You have to. You'll have to just continue back in your normal high-end store, Howard, and just leave yeah. us riffraff to it. Because you obviously no, allergic. No, I, do you know? I think uh, I, I have noticed actually that people have started to drift back to some of the higher-end supermarkets. And I think that's partly because they're cottoning on to the fact that they need to reduce stuff and have a, uh, a better selection of, of bargains. But I also think there's only so many times you can scrimp and save, aren't there? I think sometimes you think, I'm just going to have to have a bottle of wine. I'm sorry. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, that's it. That's the crux of it. It's the lack of wine. Oh. That's what it is. You said about having a funny attack or an anxiety yeah. attack in um, when you're out shopping. Oh, yeah. I've had I've had golden retriever dogs all my life. So what's that? For? Yeah, thirty-two years is it? That's how old I yeah. am. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I've never had anything that happened to me on Sunday morning. I thought, right, me and Halvey, because I have not been able to walk far because of my chest. But we did a thing where Glyn dropped me off, and then he went to do some shopping. And then he picked me up on, so I did a bit of a circuit. Anyway, I must have met everybody in the entire location that does not like dogs. Oh, no! <laughs> I couldn't believe it. You know, if you go in, um, you see sometimes, don't you, it's usually police programmes and they're going to um, arrest somebody or they're, uh, they're wanting to creep up on somebody and on a brick wall or something, they push themselves right back on it, don't they? As, oh, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it was a bit like that on one occasion because <laughs> I was going through town and if they could have done that, they would have done. Then I yeah. had a couple of people walking past me and Harvey and Harvey was as good as gold as he always is. Well, you've never seen such a wide berth. It was as if I oh. put on 15 stone overnight and they couldn't get past me. <laughs> it's a huge wide berth. But the problem was the, the lady of the two came back in too soon. And so when she came in, she hadn't appreciated. She obviously didn't do, was it geometry? 
lengths and widths because as she arrived back onto the path, <laughs> Harvey had already, because he's four-wheel drive, he had yeah. gone up and they were joined together. So he uh. turned to her as if to say, hello, uh, didn't do anything else. Well, you'd think we'd taken her arm off. So um, <laughs> that was that. And then I'm going along again with Harvey <laughs> And there was this man approaching, I don't know, late 60s, early 70s. He was a, a fit and able chappy. He had, I think, what he must have been his grandson in between and then his other half behind him. Single file, because we have to go single file. So Harvey was in front of me and I was behind Harvey. And we walked past and went, morning, and, and uh, he looked at me. And I said, oh, is, is little one okay with dogs? Because a lot of the time people say, oh, can I stroke Harvey? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that was it. I wish I'd never said anything, Howard. I wish I'd never said anything. <laughs> He just launched, launched at me. Your dog will never bite you because you feed him. So that's, that was the opening gambit, I think. He had been bitten by a dog. We shouldn't be walking oh. dogs in public places. Oh, dear. What? And I just said, <laughs> I just looked at him, and I, I think I was taken, well, I must have been taken back. And I just said, oh, uh, do you know, for a minute then, I thought I was being really polite. And he <laughs> said, yes, you were being polite. So I thought... <laughs> Okay, and then he launched again, and I just said, "I'm ever so sorry." I said, "He's a golden retriever." Happy New Year, and walked off. I thought, oh, but then it really affects you, doesn't it? Something like that. So I want happy. Oh, that's horrid, isn't oh, it? Of course. It isn't. Yeah. And and Harvey was equally as low because normally when Harvey goes on a walk, lots of people want to stroke him and say hello, and he and I finished that walk, both of us depressed. He's <laughs> down there with. Bottle of wine in his bowl. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe it, miserable devil. Oh, so yeah, so all my years dog, dog walking with a retriever, I've never had yeah. such of that, so that's it now. Uh, we we talked a couple of weeks ago about me seeing lookalikes. Oh uh, yes. Your your lookalikes. Oh yes. <laughs> I preferred the one that looked quite um um what well, the one of them you described that I would not have been pleased. So I'm kind of hoping no, you've seen the nice I, one. No, not when I got close up. Not when I got close up. <laughs> Only from a distance. Only because she was older than you. And I thought, no, I can tell that's definitely. <laughs> but, but the other day, there was a woman in like a purple cagoule type thing. And I'm I'm thinking, that just looked like Katie. <laughs> yes. When I, got, when I got up to her, I'm there with such a grin on my face. She must have been thinking... Why is this man smiling at me? <laughs> and I thought, you don't know how much you look like Katie. <laughs> she don't know you, obviously. <laughs> you do know that if I did end up in Sheffield, I will let you know, darling. Yeah, I know. Thank you for that. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know what her hair was like because she'd got a hood up, you see. But it was just <laughs> a little face in this in this purple cagoule. <laughs> And I, I, honestly, I, could, I couldn't keep a straight face. <laughs> <laughs> and she did, she did have other things on other than a purple cagoule. Yes, she did. Oh, yeah, so she, did. She, was in a good, she was in a good place. That's the main thing. I've been looking for some fridge magnets, actually. And, uh, <laughs> what? No, I yeah, because I've, I've, I've bought two tins to store t tea bags in. And uh, I, I thought it'd be quite nice to just have a little coloured disc on the front to show which one's a rhubarb and which one's a rose lemonade. So I thought, I know, fridge magnets. I could probably get some arty little fridge magnets that'll stick on the front of the tin. 
and I've just I've been, just been looking at them before <laughs> before I came on to you. Uh, not come on to you in that sense. But <laughs> I don't know. They've got, you were they've almost got... terrified then, Howard. <laughs> <laughs> they've got fridge magnets for older people. Uh, and it says, do you need a nap? Remember to put your pants on. And things like that. No. Did you, <laughs> did you answer the questions with yes and yes? <laughs> I'm thinking... Honestly, if you got those as a gift for somebody, you'd have been mortified, wouldn't they? Uh, I just didn't know where the fridge magnets came from because one minute we talked about something totally different and then you started on your fridge yeah. magnets. Um, have you ever heard of a Rita Greer? G-R-E-E-R. -E -R. Rita Greer. Is this a person? Not a cocktail or something, is it? I'd like a, I'd like a Richard Greer, please. Do you know, that would be a good name for a cocktail. Do you know, for some yeah. reason, I can see it with tomatoes in. And yeah, on mm. ice. I think Richard Greer on ice. Oh, isn't that a new television programme? Well, apparently, yeah. she's a historical artist now. Um, but oh. in the past, she's been a goldsmith, a graphic designer, a food scientist and author-writer. And it's the author-writer bit that I uh, came across her book from 1985 and it's the right way to cook new recipes for healthier living and of all the things you could think when if you're going to put a book that says come on healthy living this book for you you would have a selection of something wouldn't you real eye catching on the front cover yeah we've got one vegetable three times <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my chair's making a squeaky noise as I'm, as I'm laughing. So, oh, gosh, that's sad, isn't it? Isn't it? There's three peppers, oh. three red peppers and a knife, a vegetable knife. Then you open it up and it says, take the dullness out of healthy eating. Uh, what food should we be eating and how should we cook it in an appetising way? So it goes on for this. So she's written many, many books as this lady. But it's some of the introduction. Now, I have to say the introduction is huge. It, it's almost... A book on itself. I've never known anyone yeah. write such an introduction. But I'm going to just do a few snippets, especially one of them right at the end. So basically she starts saying, the feature which makes this cookery book quite different from most others is that it puts the nutritional value of food first and entertainment value second. Oh. Now... <laughs> We sort of guessed that from the cover, didn't mm, we, I think? Yeah. So I'm thinking to myself, would I buy this book? And, and that's only the first few lines. It yeah. says, this explains why there are no gooey cakes oozing with double cream, extravagant desserts and main meals. And then it goes on about vegetables and what have you. And then she goes on to say, if common sense prevails, the food situation could gradually change for the better. Ready? The wild abandon with which several decades of cookery writers' books have used cream, cheese, sugar, salt, white flour, lard and processed foods should hopefully peter out in the next decade. And such things may well become curiosities. <laughs> oh, wow! So basically, she's saying in 1985, within 10 years, there'll be no baking books and all this and i'm thinking can you imagine great british bake-off wouldn't survive would it wouldn't be there no no wouldn't no. be there although i have to say it was probably 
it was probably against the trend at the, at the time that it did come out, but it certainly stirred up interest again, didn't it? In yes. Break, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But she's really gone against it. And then there's something in equipment and storage. And I'm just, again, it's just a, a little line about a fridge. And lots of fridges come with a tiny little freezer compartment, don't they? They do, yes. <laughs> oh, oh, the, uh, sorry, I just got slightly distracted because I've also been looking at fridge freezers this week as well. So I was just thinking, <laughs> reflecting on that. <laughs> so hold that thought about this fridge. She's saying we all need a fridge. That's it. I mean, this yeah, is 1985 yeah. where you kind of think, didn't we all have a fridge? But maybe we didn't, I don't know. Mm. So she says, the freezer compartment can be used for the very few frozen foods you need and for making ice cubes. If it won't hold a large carton of ice cream, then so much the better. Uh, no. No. <laughs> so I suspect no reason why she's gone into... Um, historical artists and whatever. But she she wrote so many things into Dutch, Spanish, Italian, all around the world, th over 30 titles. Did anybody read them, though, do you think? Well, they must have done. They must have done. I haven't found any reviews, because you know I like a review. Oh, yes. No, yeah. no, no reviews at all. So I can't help mm. them with that. But I think, they're that boring? So yeah. all cookery books were just healthy. Oh, no, I think it was like... I think we've spoken about it before, that, that phase of nouvelle cuisine with, with tiny things on a plate. Mm. And then you want chips afterwards, don't you? It's, uh, no, I can't be doing with that. On the way home uh, from a restaurant. Yeah! <laughs> no, I think, I think um, there's got to be, I think you and I both agree, I think, I think we do, that there's, there's a pleasure in food, isn't there? Mm. And if you take some of the pleasure away, yes. it's, it's like... What's, what's the point? Mm. Yeah. We're not saying that every day you're going to be eating cream and, and butter and no, all that. No. Something in moderation. But to say that those sort of books should peter out, oh, I think it's very sad. Very sad. Mm. Anyway, so that is Rita Greer. So we were agreed then, really, she should just be a cocktail. Yeah, she's, well, she's got room in her, in her fridge <laughs> for the ice, ice cubes. cubes there. <laughs> What have you found, my lovely? I don't think we spent a long time with Eva Green Fuller uh, last week on the up-to-date sandwich book. So I've been I've been delving into that again. Lots of stuff that I'd never heard of before, like sardellan sandwich. Sardellan are apparently are kinds of anchovies. Didn't know that. Oh, like a sardine? I, th I suppose so, yeah. Mm. Must be like that, but I've never heard of it. Do you know what I was saying? I, do, I haven't found anything in there that I didn't fancy eating. Oh, yes. Yeah. And then I have. Yeah. <laughs> I, th I think the piccalilli sandwich is quite interesting because it is literally two slices of bread spread with piccalilli. So I think we can all do that, can't we? Chutney sandwich, piccalilli sandwich, <laughs> mayonnaise sandwich. Ooh. It's like... No, you need something else with it. A bit of ham, a bit of cheese, something like Anyth that. Anything, Howard. Anything. Anything, yeah. Cannibal sandwich. Cannibal? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Where's she going so with that this one? one? That one, that one I could almost cope with. It's like, do you, do you like, you know, like when you get steak tartare and it's, uh, oh. it's basically raw beef, mm. minced very fine, mm. bit of mustard... <laughs> Egg yolk, something That's like that. That's what she's calling that, the... 
<laughs> That's what she calls cannibals. <laughs> I think we know exactly how she, what her thoughts were then on something like that. I have to say, I'm not that keen on on that. I'm not. No, I, I I've had it before. I can cope with it. I can definitely cope with it. Peter could not. He would definitely not cope with it. Then she has a series of sandwiches which basically describe where you are eating them. Oh, so a picnic a picnic sandwich I can cope with. <laughs> Automobile sandwich. <laughs> It is. <laughs> are you wearing protective clothing when you are having an automobile sandwich? <laughs> oh, but oh, but the, the, there's one head cheese. Have you ever heard of head cheese sandwich? Head cheese, as, yeah. in, as in your head? Yeah. No. No. Well, it's basically her way of describing sort of brains and things like that. It's brawn. Oh, which so it right. comes from the head and apparently in in those days they used to rather than say oh it's it's brawn or it's brain or whatever it's head cheese head but, cheese oh, oh no. do you remember when we were growing up and i can I've, I've just all i can remember is the man with something on his head and he was an illusionist and he must have done something beforehand, but basically in this television programme, he would have something, you know when you're at Christmas, the crackers and you put the Christmas hat on? So it was something yeah. like that, but a bit, bit taller, I think. And then because of what he went on before, he would then get a spoon and basically he was eating his brains. And I remember, I mean, this has stayed with me all I my life. I think you're getting this mixed up with the, isn't this, that? there's a scene like that in the sequel to The Silence of the Lambs where somebody's at a dinner party having their brain eaten. No, it's not that, is it? No. Well, are you thinking of Ali Bongo? Was it Ali Bongo? I don't know. It was, was... He was somebody in our childhood and he was on the telly and he did I this. I love the as... way we've got a shared childhood. <laughs> well, we said we're a similar age. But I remember yeah. him, and I wish. But all I remember is this thing, and it stayed with me forever. And it I can imagine it. Mischief. Do you remember? Um, I can't do it anymore. You know when you looks like your thumbs come off, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. And um, <laughs> but it was the equivalent of your head. Oh, it was horrible. I can't. Uh, what are you doing now with that thumb? What's that? I don't know. No, it's not that. That's, no, you did. I've got, I've got, I'm a bit slightly double jointed in so that, you, on that thumb. You see, you but. did that, and then you did that. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The only thing is, as I've got older, I've got a bit of arthritis in my thumb, so it's not going away as straight as it should do. So it sort of bends a bit. Oh. But yeah, so you never. And, and you're at the risk of actually pulling it off, which is <laughs> not, not what you want to do. <laughs> Head cheese, or oh, don't like that. Head then. cheese. Head I cheese. did find one, uh, an interesting one actually. For a pro, there is a, a section on different cheese sandwiches, and that's far more appealing. <laughs> but this one, which I'm, I'm hoping our listener may may be able to help with this mystery, because she's got in there, and it's spelt W A U P E S H A. I thought it was. Waukesha, but anyway, I've looked it up and apparently it's pronounced Waukeshaw. Waukeshaw cheese, which is a place in Wisconsin. Mm. But I can't find anything about what makes Waukeshaw cheese different to anywhere else. There was apparently, if you go on, on YouTube, there's apparently a, 
a place called the Old Tavern Food Products that made Waukesha cheese or made cheese in Waukesha, which might be something completely different. That closed down in 2017. After 90 years in business, the people there retired. That would have been after Eva Green Fuller wrote this book. So she was obviously getting a Waukesha cheese from somewhere. But what it is, I don't know. Whether it's like a cheddar cheese or... Yeah, oh, so I don't know. Never heard, never heard. Oh. Speaking of our uh, listener, uh, hello to Stephanie um, for getting in touch via our Facebook page, sort of joining in with regards to the steam cleaner last week. Did you mention the steam cleaner to Peter? Yeah, he's and? quite keen on the idea. Is he? he is quite, I thought he would be, yeah. Anthony says, still loving the podcast, which is one of those again, isn't it, where you could take... It's like, still... didn't expect to be, yeah, but yeah. Still are. Um, hanging in there. <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, Laura says, the best thing about being on a different continent is getting your podcast six hours early. So has she, she listened before we've done it? Not quite sure now, but good to hear from you. <laughs> Hi to Am Foeho. Uh, I hope I pronounced that correctly, on Instagram. Hi to Beth as well for getting in touch on our Instagram. We must say hi to Brendan. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we said Brendan was a new listener to Chat Baggerly, which is lovely. Mm. And they, he and his friend were going to attempt, was it some, one of the breasts ones? Oh, the nuns. Nuns, uh, nuns. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah. So um, being in touch and says, um, sadly, with the nuns' breath cakes, we both ended up with disappointing results. The recipe is basically the same one I used to make Italian sponge cakes. And while they are absolutely delicious, it is very light and airy batter, so it doesn't hold a shape when piped. My friend said my cakes look like nursing nipples. Uh, She reached out (laughs) to a few Italian bakers on social media and they kindly responded with the following information. Is this amazing? So going on, what's it? This is so, this is quoting. You need to use a Tetta della Monica. The, I don't know if I've done that. That's Italian, isn't it? Well, it isn't Italian. It's... I'm, <laughs> so, so apologies. I just, I've said this before. I would love to learn Italian. But there we are. You need to but use... Learning Italian doesn't just mean speaking English with an Italian accent. <laughs> Wouldn't it be a lot easier, way? though, really? Wouldn't it be so much easier? You need to use Tet del Monarch, the Africano mixture, which is specifically designed for this type of cake. Among Um, other things, the mixture contains a rising agent, which the recipe didn't include. He goes on to say, my friend lives in the UK and I'm in the States, but neither of us were able to locate this mixture. So we're going to put our experiment on hold for a bit and move on to another. Uh, Please keep sharing obscure recipes and your stories. One of the highlights of my week is listening to your podcast. Bless him. And then he says... We had a wonderful time comparing results, though, and have agreed to attempt making another unfamiliar baked good this week, but we don't know what it is. Wow. Yeah. That's nice. I like people making unfamiliar baked goods. Yeah. 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 Well, ours could be unfamiliar if it just goes wrong. You're looking at something. How many times have we done that? (laughs) And uh, we must say hello to Sint Martin. Cynthia who? Cynthia... It's a country. Oh! (laughs) Sint, S-I-N-T-M-A-A-R-T-E-N. Tuning in to Shaq Bagley just this week. 
Thank you very much to Sint Martin. Do we know where it is? I've done some research. Oh, good. Well, I got excited because um, I thought, <clears> well, <throat> maybe it's Saint Martin. Is that how they do it? But it, it isn't. Sint Martin is part of the Kingdom of the Netherlands and is a country in its own right on the southern part of a Caribbean island shared with Saint Martin. Or Saint wow. Martin. Yeah. Uh, which is a French overseas collectivity. Natural features span lagoons, beaches and salt pans. And I'm thinking, I wonder if they got mixed up with a skid pan. And they tuned in from Saint Martin <laughs> thinking it was a skid pan, but it was a salt pan. What do you think? Did you put did you put like a hashtag salt pan skid pan or something? No. <laughs> but the capital, Phillipsburg, has cobblestone streets and colourful colonial style buildings lining its front street shopping area, and the port is a popular cruise ship stop. Oh, it sounds lovely. That's somebody on holiday, isn't it? That's somebody on holiday. I think so, yeah. yeah. Oh. That's nice, though, that we're part of people's holidays. Yes. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> but will they have saved up a few episodes to then go on holiday? Or would they have just listened to one? Or maybe they will have gone back and thought, I couldn't believe my ears the first time, let's just check. Yeah, I think it's most likely <laughs> to be that. <laughs> <laughs> I do apologise. I'm a bit wheezy still. I've, I've ended up going back to the doctors. Went back to the doctors yesterday and uh, I'm on some more super-duper all-singing-all-dancing uh, antibiotics to get this. Antibiotics. And I've oh, right. got a chest x-ray as well, so um, that'll be interesting. Because I'm not quite sure how to buzz. Because how do your bosoms go against... It's a bit like your mammogram, because that's bad enough. But a chest x-ray is this plate, isn't it, you stand against... Well, if with your I don't know. I don't know if I've ever had a chest x-ray. never had a chest so. x-ray? No, I don't think so. Which is I think good. I've had one of those where you lie down and, and have, like, x-rays over you and that. But oh, right. Would you not, would you not have one like Would you, Could you do it like that? I don't know. I don't know. know. I'm, not wor work, I'm not working in a hospital, so I don't really know. <laughs> but I just think if you stood up a bit like a mammogram, you'd be quite a distance away, wouldn't you? So you wouldn't get to your chest. Cause all, yeah, anyway, I'll let you know. Well, it does depend on how big your chest is, doesn't it? Exactly. I mean, let's be perfectly honest. Yeah. yeah. Now, hold that thought, not about how big the chest is, but so went to the doctors yesterday and as you can yeah. imagine, very, very busy. And I ended up with um, a gentleman, lovely man, but a locum. So locum sort of relief, isn't it? When they've, so it's not a regular member of the staff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, came into the waiting room and called me and uh, I don't know how far would it have been. I'm not very good with measurements. It wasn't very far. But it was far enough for me to start wheezing by the time I got into this room. Oh, dear. Mm. So he, he wasn't happy about that. Anyway, started to examine me. Fire alarm went off, H. <laughs> so <laughs> we sort of both said to each other, that wasn't us, was it? And because he was fairly new to that building, he obviously took and, and sort of, we must go out, we must leave. Okay, mm. so you know, in a fire, you just have to go, don't you? You have to leave. Yeah, yeah. Well, fortunately, yeah. I hadn't taken my jumper off. He had. He went uh, up and behind. But I yeah. left my coat, left everything else, and just had to go outside. And uh, there we were outside, and there was one of the receptionist team. Everyone kept saying, "Was it you? Was it you?" 
And I said to her, why does everybody keep saying this? She said, oh, it was last week because I was cooking a tea cake and the fire alarm went off. Oh. She said, I felt dreadful because everybody had to be evacuated, including several people in wheelchairs out in the cold. Anyway, so we're out there in the cold and it was cold. And then one of the doctors came out, one of the senior doctors who I, I've seen before, but he's, he's a very um, humorous German man. Mm. And uh, he was there. In the thickest winter coat you've ever seen, Howard. Mm. Yeah. There's all of us, the reception team, the patients, the other doctors, we're all there, frozen. <laughs> he... And he's, he, he's <laughs> took it into a tea cake. <laughs> <laughs> he is stood there with a long length, real thick coat, sort of waterproof on the outside, thick wow. quilting on the inside. And I couldn't help myself. I said, hey. You're supposed to just leave everything behind. How come you've got your thick coat on? And he just turned and he says, I don't want pneumonia like you lot out here. And that was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I tell you, they, they got into action. There was a lady with a fluorescent jacket on, fire marshal, who was taking it very seriously. And she was ticking off. Everybody made sure, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she... Anyway, false alarm. We all went back in and... And that was it. Were you, were you out very long? A few, several minutes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awful if that's if it's cold like that. I know. Nice. I know. <laughs> oh, and I tell you something else exciting happened this week, Howard. I was oh, asked. Yeah. I was asked to write a foreword for a book. Really? Mm. Not a preface. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's not the well. same, is it? A, a preface and a foreword isn't the same, is it? Really. Uh, you can have both, I think, can't you? But they sort of they come at the beginning, so they they're similar, aren't they? Yeah. Is it yeah. preface? Is written by the author, but the forward is written by somebody else. I think that's the definition. That, do you know? I don't know that, but that sounds really intelligently. Uh, no, it does. <laughs> possible, is, it does. Which is it not does. like me at yes. all, is it? Anyway. No, I think you're right. A forward tends to be somebody else. So what, what book are you writing your forward for then? It's a gentleman who is rather remarkable and he does lots of history of this area. I mean, bless him, he's yeah. in his 80s, he and his wife. And they've been writing about the history of this area and this is their swan song. And so um, he's kindly asked me to do the forward for his very last book. So I've done it. How lovely. I've done it, yeah. And they're, they're really chuffed, so that's good. That's yeah. Hard. So what, what's his, his book about? Is it about a specific part of the area or is it? Yeah. Well, where we live is um, near to Clee Hill, which is the only, I'm going to get it right, is mentioned in the Map of Monday or on the Map of Monday, which I think oh. is the only sort of hill or whatever that is on the Map of Monday. So it's a, very historic and it has a history of quarries and... The people in Clee Hill used to speak their own language, apparently, years and years ago. And um, it's just, yeah, it's about the area. So it's Clee Hill and the surrounding area. So it's kind of sort yeah. of um, South Shropshire, North Herefordshire and the Marches. How lovely. But at the end of it, I thought, because, you know, you have to put your name and then you have to say what you are. I couldn't put six foot and blonde because that, that wouldn't work, would it? It's kind of... <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, okay... Now, I used to be a broadcaster, but kind of not anymore. But I do this with you, don't I? So I've got yeah. podcaster, writer and event presenter. 
How lovely. Yeah. That sounds really nice. Yeah. yeah. So you never know. Somebody might say, oh, podcaster, Shaq Bagley, what is this thing? What is this yeah. I hear about? And so, yeah, never know. Might get another listener. <laughs> they sound quite posh. <laughs> oh, Shaq Bagley, what is this? <laughs> well, they'll go to the same supermarkets you do, not the ones I go to, fella. <laughs> uh, oh. So, when. Um, what are you doing for the rest of the week? Anything exciting? I think I mentioned last time that we're going back over Series 4 oh, yes. of the Bake Off. And uh, I need to start working on recipes because although I was there, I think I might need some to improve some of the recipes I actually baked in the tent. <laughs> you mean the ones that you ended up winning? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, how's mum? Is she all right? She is all right. I don't know if I have got a due moment. She did say something ridiculous this week, but it's in such bad taste that I thought I can't, I don't think I can use that. I don't think I can use it. Tell you what then, you tell me it, and then if I don't think we should use it, then we won't. And if you do, and we do, then yeah. So it's Elvis Presley's daughter who died, isn't she? Did you see that? I know. No, no, no. I do believe that's the first time we've ever had to censor June. And before you worry that it was in bad taste, it wasn't at all. It was just the timing. A couple of things we did mention, one being our conversation regards Howard and his allergy to shops other than his favourite. Here in the UK, our supermarkets do vary from discount retailers such as Aldi to high-end Waitrose. The thumb trick, and I suspect it's been shown to children worldwide for generations, it's the one where it looks as if you have a detachable thumb. And staying with illusions, the chap who appeared to eat his brain, I know, can I find anything about him? Can I beggary? So if you, like me, remember him, please do let us know. And the same goes for Waukeshaw Cheese too. You can email us, podcast at theshackbaggerly.co.uk or via our Facebook and Instagram pages. And thank you for your messages during the week. They are much appreciated. So that's it for another week. Thank you for listening and see you next time. Oh, and on phone call. Yeah, oh, it's out, it's out. Yeah, oh, oh, bless you. He's sneezing. What? You're stuck in Aldi again? <laughs>